This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Everyone thinks he or she is the best football expert on the planet. Playing for pride now. And my pride's gone. We're very passionate people here. Oh, well. Uh, We're ready to come for the W, yeah? You, these girls will smoke you, man. Welcome to the Mirror Gaming Walkthrough, the weekly news show that's got the juiciest gossip and the spiciest takes. Uh, we've got another great show for you today with loads of juicy topics, uh, as I said before. We've got two great guests, one of which is making his debut on the show today. Uh, but first of all, uh, hello, Matt. Uh, Matt Aldous, uh, nice to see you again on the show. How are you? Hello. Uh, I'm staving off a headache, but other than that, feeling absolutely fantastic. Great. And uh, just to introduce Tom Lynch, he's the central video hub editor of Reach PLC, uh, our esteemed colleague, Tom. Uh, Tom, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. Uh, how are you? All good. Thank you. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Great. Thank you very much for that. Um, just introduce yourself, uh, Tom, if you, if you, if you can. Uh, we normally get our guests just to introduce themselves a bit. Uh, the floor is yours. Uh, so yeah, video editor by trades and the best totally average gamer you've ever seen elsewhere. <laughs> obsession, <laughs> obsession with Warzone, obsession with uh, Batman, anything DC, Marvel related. Um, that's pretty much all you need to know. That's a brilliant introduction. 
<laughs> sensational. Uh, thanks, Tom. Um, and that brings us to our first topic, uh, first main topic of the show. Actually, I'm going to go through the topics that we've got just so you, the audience get a, a gist of what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the new Warzone 2 Resurgence map being revealed, which is very exciting. Talk about Sony uh, pushing PS5 sales with their new marketing campaign, reportedly cutting PSVR 2 forecast, but then they're not as well. We'll explain all that a little bit later on. Uh, we're going to talk about The Last of Us Episode 3, Whoa, we'll talk about that a bit later on. Uh, we've also got some other topics as well. Uh, the Fortnite Dragon Ball collab, we're going to be discussing that. Uh, the N64 GoldenEye remake, I'm really excited to be playing that as well. And we've got a few other things that we can talk about towards the end as well. But why don't we start with the biggest news, I think, of the week, which is that the first ever Warzone 2 Resurgence map launched yesterday. When I say launched, it was revealed. Uh, it won't go live until February the 15th. Um, which is two weeks today, actually. Um, but it was revealed by Activision, Infinity War, Raven Software, all the devs yesterday as a Sheikah Island. Uh, it's going to host 50 players. It's going to uh, play host to the Resurgence and DMZ mode. Uh, it's got a Japanese theme with Cherry Blossom running through it. Um, the castle returns as a POI, but it's been renamed. Uh, and there's loads of other cool stuff as well. And some of the POIs have been released as well. Um the discussing question for this topic is, how much is riding on a Sheikah Island right now? Oh, I, I want to. I want to hear what Tom has to say. I mean, there's a lot riding on it. I think it's such a pivotal update in general in terms of season two. Um, I think the player base has has dropped massively. I'm pretty sure they're they're hurting in terms of numbers. Um, it hasn't quite had the the launch that they expected um you know the 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 issues that the player base has the community has have been well documented at this stage so i think if they don't they don't address 90 percent, if not all of the issues i think they're going to be in a serious problem and it's just going to affect the shelf life of the game um people were people were putting all their eggs in one basket with warzone 2 they were desperate for something new they thought they're going to take everything that they've learned about warzone 1 build upon it and they just haven't done that they've took 10 steps back um and really put themselves in a really tricky situation so this season really needs to hit on fire on all cylinders land every single every single thing otherwise they're going to run into some serious issues yeah i think i think it's it's one of those things where almost almost i feel like we're it's it's so hit and miss because I feel like we're on the cusp of it doesn't matter what they do now. They've they've kind of dug their own grave a little bit with this launch and and this version of Warzone. Um it could, it could I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping it it does. But the fact that they didn't launch with a resurgence mode was immediately a mistake. Uh just felt like it felt like they were trying to please shareholders to to like oh they want them to play the battle royale this version of the map they take it away from from the first uh, war zone they don't put it in the new war zone they they're like funnel feeding people into only being able to play this one version of the map and that was that always going to be a mistake in my eyes because people since obviously since like post Verdansk days people were were relying on resurgence modes to keep them entertained with warzone and the fact that they just took that away completely was uh just a mistake in my eyes uh, so 
kind of half of me thinks, oh, this could, the hopeful half is like, this could save Warzone 2. The other half just thinks, I think it's too late. Like you've, you've done so much over the last couple of years to, to gain and then lose the trust of the community that now, even if you do something brilliant, there's still going to be a, a, a large number of people that, that just I either are looking for the next stumble or looking for the next failure, or they think there's some sort of ulterior motive or they're just too far gone. And, and they've sort of left Warzone and they've gone, actually, my life is much less stressful now. I don't play Warzone every day. <laughs> so I, that's, that's kind of, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I'm excited to try it out, but at the moment, that's as far as it goes for me. I'm not thinking I'm getting back into it. It, it really, really depends on on what the map is like, how it plays, mm. how many people are in. I mean, I saw Lucci tweet, um, streamer uh, tweet saying, um, I guarantee you there's AI in this map. And I think there is going to be in the ca castle um but i don't i don't know if we know that properly yet but i think there is going to be in the castle but like it, just the fact that they seem to rely so heavily on ai for interactions in the map in a game where it's people against people just feels like either you're trying to populate the map because you don't, you're not confident you're going to have enough people to play it or you're just your finger is so far off the pulse that that it, it just I, I, I don't know what you're doing because <laughs> um, I don't think anybody has a real like nobody runs into AI and goes, oh, this is a great experience. I love this. Like, I don't think anybody's doing that. Are they? I'm dead in about three seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I, I agree with most of what you said there, Matt. I think I, I per personally, I think Almazra as a map is superb. Obviously, it has issues and the game itself has issues. But the, the issues that the game has has been exacerbated by the fact that there isn't another mode to go to to relieve yourself of those issues in battle in the battle royale mode. Obviously, you have got the DMZ mode, but the, there's a there's a very niche number of players that are going to be interested in that mode in comparison to battle royale and resurgence. It's it's a, it's far more of a a deep mode if you like, much more of a, an immersive mode than than battle royale or resurgence. So it's a completely different audience almost. So them not launching with Resurgence, Al Mazra and their Battle Royale mode had to be perfect for there to be no issues and for players to keep playing all the time. And it, because it, it, it got so many issues, it's not perfect. I'm just going to put it that way. It's not perfect uh, by the slightest. And when you finish playing a match of Battle Royale and you've had a bad experience, you, you have nowhere else to go other than to close the game down. And I think that's the, that's the biggest issue with it. If they launch it with a resurgence map, you'll have people dipping in and out. And I think, you know, you play a couple of games now, Mazda, don't enjoy it. You hop into resurgence, play that for a bit, and you're like, actually, no, I'll, I'll miss Battle Royale. I'll go back to that. And then it keeps people on the game itself. I think that's what they've what they've really struggled with. And obviously, Season 2, obviously, you mentioned it, um, Tom. Season 2 comes February 15th. We've had a few things teased um, in regards to three-plate vest being default, um, there's going to be a, a big weapon rebalancing, hopefully, because I, we've had the same meta for three months, which is also boring. Um, Bird's Eye has been removed um, while they sort out the customizable perk system, which is another good thing. So all, it all points to more variability 
and more options for players. And the more options that players have, the less boring the game will be. I think that's the biggest issue at the moment. Uh, the game is just it's just a bit boring. It's not. It's just a bit boring. The experience a bit repetitive. Using the same guns, RPK, Fennec. Oh, you go and get the Warzone perk, so you get the UAV. Oh, get your loader. Okay, yeah, and then, then you go to the same. It's all so boring. You're just playing the same game after again and again. So uh, the more variety, the better, in my opinion. And uh, hopefully the resurgence map will give people that, that break from Battle Royale. And you never know, people might go back to it after a few after a few plays. So we'll see. Yeah, the I worry do... I have with the resurgence mode as well, though, is that I, I can't see how that fits into the, the play style of Warzone 2 resurgence you know from in warzone one was such a fast-paced game mode you know you were getting into fights really quickly moving from different pois so much quicker obviously because it's a smaller map and with warzone 2 with everything about that game is just so slow and sluggish i really don't see how it how a resurgence mode is going to lend itself to that i know they're making the changes with the looting with you know some of it spitting out and getting rid of some of the, the larger backpacks and stuff like that so you're not in there for about five minutes trying to find all your stuff but you know, the, there's the movement in the game at the minute does not you, you there's no encouragement to do any movements because there's no there's no reward for you doing it because you, know, I think you can't. The other thing as well, as soon as you say, oh, the movement really needs to be improved upon, the people just think that you're you're talking about sly cancelling and, and like yeah, you know, no. all of this. But it's not. It's just the movement is very clumsy. It feels clumsy and it feels uh, like clunky. And that doesn't mean that everybody wants to be able to slide cancel again. That just means that we want something that feels a little bit more athletic. Because like, yeah. at the moment, it feels like you're constantly just running with weights on your feet. Just something and... simple like bringing up your weapons a little bit faster but out of a mm. dolphin dive or, or something like that. Because at the minute, it's just so slow. And I know they're introducing you know, the fact that you can move a little bit quicker while you're plating and stuff like that which is great it should have been in the game to begin with i don't know why it wasn't there but you know the the movement at the minute is just so slow and there's there's, there's no real incentive to do it and on a resurgence map i just i just doesn't i can't see it lending itself well at all yeah i mean even reloading as an experience if you start the reloading animation and you move a little bit in one direction or you try and sprint it just stops it so 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 when you're in the middle of a, an intense battle against another or a couple of different enemies and you're trying to reload to 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 have that second second phase of the battle if you like you just can't put yourself in a position to able where you're able to reload and replay with a little bit of time because you can't move quick enough and then when you if even if you do get to the place you're in it takes so long to reload and then get your armor plates on and then in that, if you've only got a two-plate vest, you've got a massive disadvantage. So there's there's so many balancing things that need to be introduced in Season 2. And I'm worried because everything you talk about sounds like core fundamentals in terms of gameplay. And core, <laughs> I think a lot of it is. Physics. And I don't... I, I, I'm not an expert in game development. I'll put my hands up. That might be shocking to a lot of you. I'm not, I'm not an expert in game development. But that seems to be something that won't be fixed overnight and it takes a lot of work in the background and are, you, are they really gonna change the physics for this one mode i don't i don't know i think yeah i mean maybe in in six months we'll get 
improvement on improvement on improvement. But There'll all be of three people playing it in six months. <laughs> <laughs> but all of these improvements, they need to be going in the right direction and they need to actually be improvements, not just things that they think the community want without without seemingly listening to the community. Yeah. Um, I think everybody from from day one wanted to be able to run while plating. And even even as the community is screaming, we want to be able to sprint while plating, they didn't implement it and they still haven't and they're still not going to they're just saying movement has increased while you can while you play it's not we're not back to sprinting and plating like 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 we were and i think i think just that those types of improvements you need to you need to be fixing them in in one go basically you need to be fixing it in 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 one update so you need you know sprint while plating everyone's going we want to be able to run while plating want to be able to run while plating so make it possible to run while plating like it it doesn't seem that complicated but instead they go we've increased the movement you still can't sprint but we've increased the movement it's like how nice come on guys (laughs) like please (laughs) yeah it's just like increase it by how much because like if it's 15 percent, it's going to be barely noticeable like yeah. it, like with the speed that you can play at the moment. Yeah. Um, I've, got, I've got a comment from, from Jasmine. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. I've got a, a comment from Jasmine. Oh, by the way, thank you for everyone who's, who's tuned in so far. If you've got any thoughts or you want to comment on what we're talking about, got any opinions, even if you think the opposite of what we think, that's even better, to be honest. We'll read it out and debate it on the show. Um, we've got Jasmine Manan in the chat. Um, obviously, friend of the pod, our colleague. Um, hi, Jasmine. Uh, every time I hear you guys talk about Warzone, it puts me off more and more. Is it worth getting into it at this point? Um, no. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I think I think one of the reasons why we talk about it all the time is because we we love the game. We want That's it to thing, succeed. Isn't it? We want it to be the best that it can be. And I think if you if an alien dropped down from Earth, right, and just started playing Warzone two, um, just assume that they've got human stuff. Like, understand FPS games somehow. Um, maybe I should have phrased that differently, but I'm gonna go. <laughs> um, they would probably enjoy it because they haven't experienced Calde- uh, they experienced Caldera, which is a good thing, but they haven't experienced Water Verdance, they haven't experienced what we've had before. But we've had such good experiences beforehand, obviously, there was issues with it, but the fact that it's gone almost it's it's got worse rather than better and with 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 everything i suppose in life with time you expect things to get better with more money and more time etc but it just seems to have got worse i think that jasmine why we talk about so much and why we moan so much is because we, we want it to be a better game because we want to enjoy it more um is it worth getting into it it probably still is there's loads of good things come in for season two you've got the resurgence map you've got all the updates it might be of interest to you um what do you guys think? Would you recommend Warzone 2 to your friends right now? No. Not in its um, current but, state, no. No? But, it, but it's a hard question. It's a, it feels like a simple answer because we have the knowledge of the history of Warzone yeah. and the experience of playing Warzone. I have no idea what someone who's never played Warzone would think of this game. Like, I have no idea. I don't know well, if we, they think it's good or yeah. think it's bad. Like, take a, an Apex player and bring them into Warzone 2. Do they think it's good? Do they think it's bad? A lot of other SP, FP, FPS games that I've played do feel slower, do feel more clunky. Like, there's no... Even even 
Fortnite feels clunky at times, I, I find. But Warzone just had this, like, the its differentiating factor was always, like, it felt athletic and it felt... Uh, it felt like you were able to do things and almost feel like a um, at times like when you pulled something off that was crazy, it, you you felt like an action hero almost. And and you I feel like that's lost now. So I'm only saying that Warzone 2 is bad based on the fact that how much I loved the first version of the game and how because this game is so different it makes it hard to say oh yeah you you wouldn't enjoy it because if someone's never played warzone 1 maybe they would but i would find it hard to recommend it but i, I it would almost come from a a point of view of like well i just don't know like you you could only give it a try and see what you think but if they I, had I any kind of history with the call of duty franchise though they would warzone 2 would just probably seem so alien to them because Warzone 1 for me was like the perfect hybrid between the pedigree of a Call of Duty multiplayer experience and a Battle Royale. It was like the perfect blend between the two. But Warzone 2, it leans far too heavily on the BR side of things that it almost loses the identity of a Call of Duty game. So if someone maybe played the old Call of Duties back in the day, like Call of Duty 4 and things like that, and then picked up Warzone 2, they might immediately jump off it because it just doesn't it's not what they expected from a call of duty game if that makes sense yeah absolutely um i think it's really interesting to me when you talk about that kind of verdansky era in warzone one everyone just kind of the nostalgia that comes with that obviously from from launch during lockdown and it was such a popular game during the time and things and obviously it had issues but it's so interesting to see in the direction they've gone and I would love to be in those board meetings where they decided those directions. When they came up with Caldera as a map to replace Verdansk, they went in a certain direction. And now they've gone in another direction with Warzone 2. And it felt like if Caldera hadn't come along, Warzone 2 wouldn't exist. They'd have just carried on. But Caldera was so badly received, they almost had to kind of bin that off and then start a new one to get other people there. But then Warzone 2 had to be perfect, and it's not. So... There's so so many interesting facets to this conversation. It feels like a missed trick because when yeah. you think about it, like Warzone One, the main the main complaint with Warzone One were, were like there were a lot of bugs um, and and glitches and things like that. I mean, there's obviously there's a plethora of things that were wrong with Warzone One, but main mainly the excuse given or the reason given was always like, oh, because we've integrated so many games, the code is so complicated that it, it's really hard to fix and make it run completely smoothly. And they had an opportunity to get this right. And I would have started with Warzone 1 as a base without the bugs and glitches and things because you and then build on that. But it feels like what they do time and time again is completely throw everything out the window and like with map design, with everything, they throw everything out the window and then they just guess something completely (laughs) that none of us really were showing any interest in 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 the beginning and and then they they hope that everybody likes it and nobody likes it and they do this over and over and over again and it feels like they just don't learn from their own mistakes and it, it's just gotten to a point where it 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 just i don't know maybe it's too far gone at this point but 
it, I it's mean, almost even... as if they they took all of the complaints about Warzone One and thought people really hate our game. We need to <laughs> rip it all up and start again. It's like no, Warzone One towards the end of its life shelf life was a really really good game. All the quality mm. of life improvements that they made made it really really enjoyable. We just hated the map. So all you had to do was, as as you say, is is build upon Warzone One, have all those quality of life changes there, and just give us a new map integrate modern warfare 2 into it give us the, the modern era and stuff like that and it would have been perfectly fine they just they just obviously thought oh god everyone hates it let's just throw it all out the window build this new tarkov game mode that nobody really asked for but we're going to do it anyway and then throw all that stuff into a into the new battle royale and call it warzone 2 it's like oh, it doesn't make any sense yeah, I've got I've got a few thoughts on this, but before we go go into it, I just want to read some of the comments because we've got Scott in the chat as well. Scott McRae, uh, hi Scott, another one of our, our colleagues. Thank you so much for for joining. Thanks for watching as well. Um, he says currently I base how good a BR is by how much John Cena is in it. So Fortnite is on top, I suppose. Uh, John Cena Warzone Two collab when. Uh, I feel like Fortnite has picked some of that up with how much better the movement is since Zero Build. Yeah, that that's true. Um, Jasmine, if my car, if my squad can't have Rick and Morty from Rick and Morty and Ariana Grande in it, then I don't want it. Fair enough, <laughs> uh, as well. Uh, and then there's loads of uh, John Cena loving as well in the chat, which I enjoy. Uh, who follows me on Twitter? So hi, John, if you if you're watching, um, and thanks so for the follow. Lucky. Appreciate it. <laughs> so lucky. Um, my my theory on this is that Activision. I've got a couple of developers that are on a rolling cycle and I believe it's a three-year cycle from my understanding. So my understanding is that uh, Infinity, uh, sorry, Infinity Ward developed Verdansk, was the lead developer for Verdansk. Raven Software was the main developer for Caldera. And then for Warzone 2, it's Infinity Ward again, who is the main developer but helped by Raven Software and a couple of other studios. I believe next year it's Treyarch's turn, or the next the the next Call of Duty will be Treyarch, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's why. Maybe maybe what happens is that Infinity Ward does something really good, and then Raven Software take over. Like, yeah, we'll show you. We're going to do something completely different. If we copy, maybe they think if they copy anything from the previous developer, then it's almost lazy, or it just it just feels like there's no communication between those between those different developments, even though they they work for the same publisher. Um, my only just... my only point to that is Raven are the only people that have the only the only studio that have put things back to how people liked it. So That's they're true. the only studio that have actually actually gone okay the looting system is bad let's change the looting system mm. um and they they're the ones that have like been that studio in charge not in charge but like making those changes that yeah. they know are quality of life changes that that people need to be able to enjoy the game um and they've yeah. obviously learned that from their time in uh, during warzone one so I, I i don't i don't know how much water that that holds um it's more like it's more like infinity ward built this game and then raven have gone this is all wrong you need to change this and this and and it's like <laughs> that's my point right the, yeah the communication was probably bad between them to get yeah. it right the first time round. Yeah. and now raven are, are trying to sort of put out the fire well this is what it seems like raven are trying to put, put out the fires by 
just changing everything back to basically what it was before when we yeah. all enjoyed it um, yeah absolutely and i just to be honest i hope that they continue to make those changes until most of it is back to where it was <laughs> and and all yeah. we've got all we needed was new content it wasn't we didn't need change of mechanics and change of this i mean you could take out slide counts and whatever but um but change just changing the mecha um, mechanics just was always going to be a risk because people had spent so long perfecting yeah. um uh that like all of those skills and and things yeah. and and now it feels like there's a lot involved in the mechanics that put you at a severe disadvantage uh, yeah. when you're in gunfights. Uh, we've got uh, Shogun just joined the chat. Hi, Shogun. I've uh, been watching on TikTok. Hey, thanks, thanks so much, Shogun. Really appreciate it. You're coming over to YouTube. Uh, I hope you join our content as well. Um, been watching on TikTok, and you guys have been talking a lot of sense, RE Warzone. Uh, thank you very much. Um, was either incredibly brave or stupid. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, on that, if they'd have left the movement the same, wouldn't have everyone said, oh, how lazy is that? They've kept everything the same. Just as a I counterpoint. I'm going to let Tom take this one. because I, I... <laughs> I think, I think it... you're always going to get those people that complain that you're, you haven't innovated or you're not doing anything, anything differently. But I think if you were to ask those same people, well, are you enjoying what you're playing? They'll turn around and go, well, yeah, it's good. I play it every week. I'm just, or then more like, why are you complaining that this thing is the same when, when you're enjoying it? I think yeah. you're always going to get those people that that want new things, but you know sometimes that just that will that will go against what what they're actually experiencing. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think you um, need I don't think you need um, to change fundamentals to make something different. Yeah. Like I, I at all I, I like bunch of new guns, um, new Almazra, uh, a resurgence mode with a with a a brilliant map, uh, and keep the core fundamentals pretty much the same if not similar like similar enough that it's not a learning curve um and and that would feel plenty different to me um i think it would have been fine if they if they'd have shut off warzone uh warzone one started warzone two and it was basically the same but the reason they were doing it was to clear the code out uh, and make it less messy and and yeah. easier to fix problems and stuff like because they got like tom was saying they got to a point where the game was solid and it was really good and it was enjoyable it was literally just maybe we've all been playing this you know with with these just these needed a new coat and, of paint didn't it basically you know, nobody really liked the vanguard guns that much i mean i i quite liked i i thought they were fine but um but nobody liked that whole going back to world war Two thing and um or or world war one and and nobody really wanted another world war game um but they did it anyway and i i didn't think that that was particularly bad but i think that was the main complaint was just everything like the guns and things that could have done with a refresh i mean i would have loved to have the guns that we've got in modern warfare 2 now in warzone 1 uh, I think that would have been, I mean, obviously you're going to have issues with balancing guns and stuff, but I think that would have been like a really good, I basically think the Warzone 2, but with all the mechanics and fundamentals of Warzone 1 would have been a really good jumping off point to build upon going into the future. But instead they managed to ruin 
in my opinion, ruin a, a bunch of things that were fundamental um, day-to-day things that we expect from a game. Something as basic as records. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, just, I'm, just like, it's yeah. just so like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, we've got a few more comments in from, from Shogun. Um, I think all we needed was an optimized version of Warzone 1 with a new map and some cool new features, not a full overhaul that no one asked for. That's ex- exactly what we're, what we're arguing, yeah. really. Um, we've also got uh, Colm Goen. Um, sorry, I, I hope I'll pronounce your name correctly. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Willow from TikTok. Oh, from Willow. Oh, hi, Willow. Yeah, Thank I, you so I much. I know Shogun and Willow. Uh, did I pronounce his name correctly? Is that all right? I have Colm no idea. Goen? I, I don't I've know. only ever called him Willow. Okay. Hello. Hi, Willow. Uh, nice to see you. Uh, uh, by the way, for all everyone watching on TikTok, uh, really appreciate it. We're live on TikTok now. Can you believe that? Uh, so hello, TikTok. Um, if, can we wave to TikTok? Hello, TikTok. Um, we, obviously, you get, a, you get a version of our live stream on TikTok, but for the full experience um, on YouTube is probably the better place to watch it. So if you head over to youtube.com forward slash mirror.gaming, at mirror.gaming, you'll be able to go into our channel and our live stream should be at the top to join. So you'll get the full 1080p goodness um on there and all the switching and cool animations and stuff which uh i know people love um uh, so yeah willow says uh, i think they hold on some players as there's not much more out there if battlefield was better at launch it would have destroyed warzone oh that's interesting uh he also said yo miffy as well um so uh yeah uh yeah i mean just going to go on to kind of more developer developer talk because that's kind of where this is going which is really interesting for me because as soon as i saw ashika island and obviously it was late beforehand so that's the elephant in the room um everyone said it looks similar to fortune's keep in terms of the format and the design and there's a very good reason for that because high moon studios the developer um, who created Fortune's Keep is also the developer who's leading on Ashika Island. So it's very, very similar, de- very similar fundamental fundamentals in how they develop and design maps and things like that. So that's 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 good, isn't it? I suppose that's good news I for mean, yeah, for the resurgence map. Although, from my my opinion, I don't know what you guys thought about this, but the everyone was seemed to be really, really happy about the pictures that were that would dropped for the for the new map for Ashika Island. And uh, the one thing I noticed was uh, it felt very much like a, a patchwork quilt of different styles of yes. POIs. It was Absolutely. really weird. It didn't look like one particular place at all. Um, so I feel like when you drop in, it's like you'll be in one area and it'll feel like you're in, uh, I don't know, like the middle of Japan. And, and then the yeah, next, yeah, yeah, the next yeah. moment, it looks like you're in New York yeah. City. And the next yeah. moment, it's like you're, in, <laughs> you're, you're on a beach. In, yeah, yeah, you're on a the beach. beach and then, then... Can I just say the beach club, right? There's hardly any beach. The first thing you'd want in a beach club when you go to yeah, a, it's beach a tiny, club, tiny beach with like you, <laughs> you want a substantial beach. You know, you could go to the beach club, grab a cocktail. Go yeah, to the but beach. no one's really fighting on a beach, are they? Like, like yeah, you stay I away know. from the beach. Like, I know it's a, sort of stuff. Too much so. over grand. Yeah, it was yeah. a it was a joke, guys. But thanks anyway. <laughs> for, uh... <laughs> uh, Shogun almost from different time zones. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, also Willow says we're just happy to see a new map and gameplay. I think I think everyone's just see something new and interesting for everyone just to kind of get stuck into. Um, but let, I mean, let let's hope it's it's uh, it's the thing that will save Warzone too. I think that's 
it's gonna be it's just gonna be really interesting because you mentioned about the combat records, the wins and the KDs. They said that was coming, and they didn't. They said that loadouts weren't in the game, and then that they were in the game. There's been so much flip flopping around in terms of decision making, and it just it just feels like. They just can't really decide what what they want to do. Um, so with this update, hopefully the changes they make are a positive direction, and then they can they can go in that direction, carry on that momentum, and hopefully we'll all be all be uh, you know playing Warzone yeah. two for for months to come. Um, if you could change, if you could both change one, because we've been on this topic for thirty six minutes, um, which is which is good for Will because uh, producer Will, hi Will, by the way, in the background. Um, he has to cut this down into chunks for our YouTube, so uh, we're making his life incredibly difficult right now. Um, but if if you could change one thing, if Activision got on the blower to you right now and said, "Oh, Tom, Matt, give us one thing. We'll change one thing. What what would you change for season two? Oh, you go first, Tom. Uh, I, th- I think it would be the the movement, movement. and not not increase, not reintroducing slide cancelling or anything like that. Just the whole game needs to feel a lot smoother. And, and less clunky like there needs to be there needs to be more incentive for you to to move and use those mechanics rather than them just being there um because they you know that could lead to that could increase the skill gap for one because i just don't think there's enough of a skill gap in the game um and it just leads to more like creative outplay opportunities and things like that so yeah i think the, the movement needs to be needs to be quicker yeah, and cool. I would I would second that. That's exactly what I would change. Um, I think that's the biggest complaint that most people have is the movement yeah. feel, doesn't feel smooth. Um, yeah. So probably probably if if I was going to pick one thing that you could change, like you can get used to a new looting system, you can get used to, but the movement you cannot do anything about. Mm. Um, and and I think it I I think it affects the way the game plays too much yeah um but like yeah same as tom like not bringing slide cancelling back in and and exploits within the movement it's not about that it's just about making it feel smoother and a bit more athletic and a bit more yeah um enjoyable and 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 stuff to to play yeah yeah i would increase the time to kill oh yeah that i think oh yeah that's true that would come second because it sometimes it just feels like if you don't pick up the right gun and you've got someone who's got an RPK or a Fennec, you just you just just disintegrate. <laughs> you've got no time to even think about, you know, being in that battle and, and that's the fundamental of a of a, you know, Call of Duty experience is that you you at least want to feel like you're in with a chance of, you know, an equal fight with your opponent. And obviously there's different guns and things, but um yeah, it just just feels like you sometimes you're not even given a chance. Um, I think yeah, what it, what Shogun said um, in the comments an ounce of outplay potential would be nice. Like yes. that, I, yeah. I think that's what it is. It's like you feel like you cannot, even if you were the most skilled player out there, it sometimes feels like you you can't outplay anybody because of the disadvantage you're at. Um, yeah. And I think most of that comes down to comes down to the speed at which you can do things. Yeah, 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 absolutely. absolutely uh yeah yeah if you if you uh if you're watching you haven't left a comment or anything and you, you you've got any particular you know comments about warzone please let us know if what what thing would you change what one thing would you change for season two uh please let us know uh, we've got another comment from willow uh getting away from gunfights once you're hit 
once you're hit once, you're gone. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what happens to me. Um, just disintegrate into thin air. Um, but guys, look, if season two doesn't work out for any reason, Warzone Mobile is releasing this year uh, with crossplay. Um, but you can also play Verdansk on it. So we'll I'm all go more back to excited about that, uh, about <laughs> Warzone Mobile, than I am about it's that, season two. It's that, that says that a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, that says yeah. a lot. That says a lot. Uh, Warzone Mobile is uh, is out this year, uh, and it will have the Verdansk map. Some people are playing it right now. I think in limited countries and things. Uh, we can't get it in the UK right now, but it is it is coming this year, and it will have Verdansk. So that's interesting. We can all play that instead if season two doesn't work out right. But uh, yeah, please let us know if you've got any comments about Warzone Two, and we'll read them out during the show. Um, for our next topic, uh, we, we've had some flip-flopping, not flip-flopping, but we've had a bit of controversy around Sony and PlayStation this week, which is really interesting. Um, so Sony is pushing the fact that PS5 is in stock. I'm sure you've seen some of the marketing stuff. There was a Levithian axe in London, for example, uh, that looked really cool. And they're basically saying, look, PS5s are available to buy now from PlayStation Direct. Come and buy one. Um, so the shortage is over, which is great for everyone. Um uh, in addition to that, um, obviously the PSVR 2, the, the new VR headset, comes out this month as well. Um, a report from Bloomberg suggested that Sony have cut their PSVR 2 forecast following disappointing pre-orders. Um, ouch. Uh, but they later refuted these claims, telling Games Industry Biz that PlayStation has not cut PlayStation VR 2 production numbers and that it is seeing enthusiasm from PlayStation fans for the upcoming launch, which includes more than 30 titles such as Gran Turismo 7, Horizon Call of the Mountain, and Resident Evil Village as well. So you can get a PS5 and you can get a VR headset. The headset is almost as much as the PS5. So what's the accessory? Is it is it the PlayStation Five? Is it the VR headset? I suppose my the discussion question is VR question mark is 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 VR dead? And what would it have to be? I, I don't know what your your experience is with VR individually, but what 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 has to? It feels like VR's always been on the cusp of mainstream, and it can't quite get there. Where 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 do you see VR at the moment? And is it is it dead? People are saying VR is dead. Is it dead? I don't know. Don't, don't I, rush in with your opinions. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not massively clued up on on VR, but I just I think the biggest issue with it is the the barrier to entry. I just I, I think the headsets themselves need to be a lot easier to use that you can just like you can just put it on your face and it works rather than being like there's so many cables and stuff everywhere for you to plug in. And I know certain headsets now are. are are leading towards that and getting rid of the the cables and all the the, the hassle of kind of setting it up etc but i just think the barrier to entry in general just needs to needs to be lower it obviously needs to be cheaper because the headsets are still really really expensive and the issue with with psvr2 i think is that and correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think any of the the old games on the first psvr headset are like backwards compatible like beat saber for example That's correct yeah a game that everybody loves on VR. When I think VR, I just think Beat Saber and people posting those insane clips of, of them playing that game. Like Beat Saber isn't a launch title on PSVR 2. Like it's coming later on down the line because they're pretty much going to have to like remake the game for the new headset. Now to me, that is just, that's just baffling because that, that should be a launch title. And if you already own Beat Saber on the first PSVR, you should be able to play it on the new headset, surely. 
Yeah, um, I think you you make you make a very good point about the point of, of the price of entry, and I've just been looking on the PlayStation Store, and it is exactly the same price. If you want to buy a PlayStation PSVR two headset, it's five hundred twenty nine ninety nine. Um, which is the same as a normal PlayStation uh, console is with two controllers, um, which seems expensive. But I, it's so weird with VR, isn't it? There's something called Moore's Law, which I, I don't know if you're familiar with, but it's it's basically about tech. And it basically says Moore's Law is about technology. When new technology comes out, it's expensive because not a lot of people want it. But then as time goes on, technology gets cheaper because it's easier to produce. There's more people buying it. And then the technology gets so cheap that a new technology comes out to replace it. If you look at TVs, for example, how quickly we've gone from how expensive LCD TVs were, like even a couple of years ago, they're now dirt cheap. I'm now talking about OLED and QD OLED technology. They're really expensive. In a few years, they'll be cheap as well. With VR, it's always felt really expensive, and it doesn't feel like it's coming down at all, and it doesn't feel like there's, there's I think there's, there's that... so much experimentation with um, with like the way to do things. So things like the lenses that they use, um, uh, like there's uh, something called pancake lenses, which is slightly different to lenses that we used before that, and there's still so much improvement to be made that it, it's it's just not at a point where loads and loads of people can buy it and trust it like there's some people are going to really love vr but how 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 would you put it like if everybody bought a playstation if everybody was given a playstation most people would like it um i would venture to suggest most people would like the experience of sitting down with the controller and playing a game whether it's uh whether it's minecraft or spider-man or call of duty or whatever they're gonna find a game that they like with vr it's very specific to the types of games you can play and also the experience is very specific so Mm. so if you gave everyone a vr headset everyone would probably try it but then half the people wouldn't want to play it because it gives them a headache half the people wouldn't want to play it because like it doesn't look quite right half the people wouldn't want to play it because they think the graphics are bad like there's just too much and too many different areas that need improving before it can sort of like reach the mass masses in the same way sort of like video game consoles have yeah. um video go- game consoles have always been really accessible you know ever since ever since the sega master system it's like it's a little box you put under your telly you plug it into something you already own and you play games and they're simple games um that's does it doesn't feel like if you give me a vr headset i'm like cool what do i do with it like i I still don't know how to set it up and that whole change of the experience of what we're so used to i think for a lot of people it's just it's just too much to 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 comprehend and the reward isn't big enough yeah I think we not comprehend. I don't, I think that's a, yeah. a, not a nice word. Like people would understand it, but it's too much yeah. like setup yeah. for 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 the reward you get back. Yeah, I think for me, VR's always felt a bit of a gimmick. Um mm. like you said like you you get it and you play it for a bit and then you just go back to your normal experience. Like I've had a, um a really good experience actually playing F122 in in VR. Um it didn't work that well initially but after a few updates and optimizing and everything like that it works really really well 
But there's just something about the experience. Obviously, it's the immersion, everything which you don't, you can't get from playing the game normally. But there's just that that bit of it's just not. It's just a little bit blurry to where you want mm. it to be. And unless the technology gets to a stage where it's undif- or you can't differentiate between looking at a monitor and looking in a VR headset, I just don't think it will get there because you're always going to want that crisp experience, especially, you know, we've got 4K monitors now, we've got 8K TVs. Um, people want that kind of crispness in the in the image. And it just feels like even, even with the MetaQuest 2, which I've got... Um, which is, you know, £350, I think. I think it went up in price recently. The bit of blur just kind of ruins that experience for me. Um, and unless... Uh, we've got a few comments uh, from Shogun, for example. I don't think it'll take off. It's absolutely incredible. And it still has so far to go. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I feel like it needs to be sensational for it to even even get there. Um, like I've had family members who are, I take my VR headset to and I'm like, oh, shit, like, look at this, how cool is this? And they'll they'll be on it for um, five minutes and they'll be like, oh yeah, that was cool. And then like, no, no interest after. It's like a short-term gimmick that you wouldn't want to kind of live with. Um, it's almost uh, like an accessory, isn't it, to, to a console rather absolutely. than a new system itself. Like VR needs to get to the stage where you know, a parent is looking to buy a new video game system for their for their kid at Christmas, and the first thing that comes to their mind is a VR headset. Whereas at the yeah. moment, they just think a PlayStation or an Xbox or yeah. a Nintendo Switch or something. They don't the VR headset are, the VR headsets aren't seen as like a console that has its own rich ecosystem and and things like that. It just seems it's it seems like a, an accessory that's just you yeah. can add that to a pre existing traditional video game console. Yeah, and if people aren't buying the VR headsets, which is what the report seems to suggest, even though Sony refuted it, um, their 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 actual statement didn't say didn't actually refute the rumours that the production that the demand was cut. They just they just said something about the production will might remain the same, which doesn't quite answer the same question. But if people don't, if people aren't buying the VR the VR headsets. What, why would the developers spend so much time with these games, optimizing their games for VR? If there's no, if there's going to be no one to buy it on that platform, I suppose is, is the question. But we've got a few a few comments on this really interesting topic. Uh, Willow says uh, VR Warzone. Now that would be a game. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you do feel about that. But I did. See, I'd be, I'd I be did trying to run on day. the spot yeah. <laughs> yeah, in a VR headset, thinking, "Why am I moving so slow?" Well, I think that's the thing with VR headsets is that for FPS games, there's going to be a real struggle because you yeah. can't move around. You need a real mm. big open space for that to work. You couldn't use it at home, which is which is one of those things. You probably, like you said, Tom, running on the spot, you probably move as fast anyway uh, <laughs> with the VR headset <laughs> within the game. I, I um, saw something the other day, um, and it was basically, uh, it was like an AR game, like, um, and it was like a home invasion, and it was an yeah. FPS, not, not it was a first-person shooter, um, and there was basically people trying to break into your house, but it was it was all obviously augmented reality. And you had to sort of go around your own house and and like pick people off, and that that looked cool. Like I I give that a crack. Mm. That seems like it could be fun, but it's it, I think like a lot of this uh, a lot of the struggle is for things like where you want to go and explore, right? You 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 can't actually walk around these spaces because you're in your home. Um. So until there's like the ability to have. 
a multi-directional treadmill or or whatnot like that is accessible with because there's so many accessories that would need to come with a vr experience to make it believable or to immerse you deeper and if you're just say you 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 know is you're exploring a, a, a landscape and you can't walk around it it just doesn't feel like you're exploring a landscape to me it just feels like you're hovering around a game which i can do looking at a screen and i i get that it's like a slightly more immersive because i can turn my head and like look over there and and whatnot thanks, but... thanks for showing showing us how you great demonstration. Yeah, just yeah. in case you guys didn't know uh you can like turn your head and stuff and there's stuff behind you that you can see and but but it's not enough Mm. like you have to be fully immersed like shogun was saying it has to be at the level of sci-fi films like where you feel fully immersed like that star trek holodeck sort of you know that almost like ready player is... one have you have you read ready player exactly one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it needs to be that doesn't it basically which is way way off and we're we're yeah. we're you know i, I mean it feels how much would off. that cost as a vr headset though exactly. it, right now it would cost like you know Half a million, probably. Um, yeah, <laughs> the way the way the prices are right now, we've got we've got loads of comments on this. Really appreciate you ch- uh, chipping in, everyone. Um, uh, Jasmine's come in and said MetaQuest Two is better than the PSVR Two. Um, yeah, we we know your allegiances, Jasmine. Uh, I'm so engrossed in VR and I find it amazing, even at the level it is right now. But I get the worst eye pains and headaches that just put me off so much. Yeah, I think that's one of the big things as well. That kind of motion sickness. A lot of people get that, and I, I got that playing F1 as well. Such high speed game that when there's any blur involved at all, it just kind of messes with your internal internal kind of gyroscope i suppose um I don't, I don't know what this is in reference to but uh willow said i'd build a shed um i don't know what I'd that be- means oh oh so you can like move around and stuff so, oh right same. okay oh. okay i'd yeah. build a shed and put cool. it's a weird yeah. flex but okay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. um uh it also said uh, i'm sure it could be done yeah it could be done it's just what price uh, it would be uh yeah that hovering feeling jasmine uh yeah that hovering feeling makes me only play games like beat save where you don't have to explore environment yeah that's mm. that's exactly it i think this this kind of ties in as well with that whole kind of metaverse conversation and how rubbish that looks um in terms of like the graphical side of things i've seen so many videos about how that looks it's, it, it basically it looks like a pretty like it looks like habbo hotel for, I don't know if you two ever played Have a Hotel, but it pretty much looks the same as that, but uh, in VR. Um, and I think I think that's one of the reasons why I know there's so much in to, you know, involved in that kind of VR metaverse experience. But until it gets to a stage where the the level of detail is so much that it's almost in indif- you can't differentiate it between real life and and VR, then I don't I don't think it because why would you what why would you why would you do that why would you put a vr headset on when you can we can when it looks better on the screen um yeah shogun said the motion sickness does make you wonder whether it'll ever work to be honest yeah, i'm sure the technology's out there somehow to make it uh maybe they'll have to start selling medicine to take before you go on <laughs> maybe <laughs> that's a slippery slope uh i think uh psvr headset comes with comes with pills to take every time yeah that that feels a bit matrixy um yeah it feels very dystopian that it does it does um but yeah it's it's really interesting conversation because obviously there's there's so much kind of going on with vr and metaverse and and all that kind of stuff at the moment Do, do you are you guys interested in the metaverse like what what's your opinion on it have you not nah not the moment 
No. I, I don't know if I ever will be. I think the the old man That's in me will statement. come out. That's a big statement. I think the old man in me will come out and be like, <laughs> I want to be in a room with people if I'm going to be somewhere. Like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I think I think when you think about how far away we are from it being good, or, or well, I mean, some people think it's good now, but being acceptable on a mainstream scale. You look at like what ABBA are doing with their sh- their uh, shows, like with their hologram shows and things, and how far and when they did it with um, did it with. Uh, Drake's done one, uh, yeah. I think, and uh, who was who was? Didn't they do Michael Tupac. Jackson as well? I think Tupac and Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. So think how far away we thought we were from that, versus how now it's just if someone says they're doing a a show, it's pretty pretty soon there's going to be one live show, and then you can buy tickets to it across the world. Like, pre- like, and they can put on hologram shows of the live show. Yeah, and but you could do you could do that in Fortnite two years but, ago. I was about to say the same thing. It's almost like an end of season Fortnite events that were that were going. Yeah, but to, this is yeah. like I'm talking. Well, this is in, in real life. Like you're yeah, you're right. actually looking at it, and and it looks real. And you you wouldn't differentiate between the the Drake you're watching in this concert versus the one you're watching in Australia because they're the same show. And it's like we we thought we were decades off of that as a general public mm. but uh, like uh, five years later and and it looks like it's around the corner yeah. so you never know where like yeah. how how far away we are and i guess with something like the metaverse it looks bad now but what's it going to look like in five years what's it going to look like in uh. in 10 years that's it, it, when you look at the speed of which things have improved over the last 30 years it's not um crazy to say that the metaverse will potentially be the graphics will be re- so re- hyper realistic that it's it's a, a really fun experience to you know if i if you wanted to go and visit a friend but you couldn't be there and you you went and and hung out with them in the metaverse and stuff like that you you just don't know really how far away we are yeah. from from this stuff i think that ties into what shogun said um then again, if it, if it if it ever did get that good, would we ever want to log off? I think that's the whole point of it. It needs to get to that. I think that's a scary thought. I suppose that really uh, comes into that Ready Player One territory, doesn't yeah, it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Living it, different but, um, lives. Yeah, uh, Willow's off. Uh, enjoyed the show. Thank you so much for for watching. Um, really appreciate it. Go and have a, a good evening. Uh, thank you for watching. Uh, yeah, if you've got any thoughts on VR, Metaverse, please drop us a comment. Really appreciate that. I think we uh, we missed a few comments about Warzone, so I might go a bit back to that. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure COD Mobile, Shogun, this is, I'm pretty sure COD Mobile has the same amount of players as Almazza right now. Ooh. Um, yeah. Ouch. The thing um, with COD Mobile as well is they do some really awesome cosmetics and blueprints for the yeah. guns. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. aren't. They're in a mobile game, but for some reason they can't introduce those things to the main game on consoles. Well, Warzone like, One had them. Yeah, Warzone well, One had I, the. I, I, you know... I wouldn't say to the extent that Warzone Mobile had it because there was like there were really like interactive, dynamic kind of camos where things, your weapons like morphing and changing, and things are flying off it and stuff like that. But yeah, we, but we didn't, we didn't never got to that level on the the main games. I mean, we had the Godzilla gun, didn't we? For a bit. <laughs> oh, I guess. Uh, yeah. I don't want to bring up that that Godzilla versus Kong go down that, horror yeah. show of 
Why did they not fight? Okay, let's not talk about this. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure that was a podcast like a year ago. Um, but I think that was just kind of yeah. It's weird. It's, they've gone so straight with the cosmetics recently. I know we're going back to Warzone. Sorry, Will. Um, I know he's, he's in the background going, Why Absolutely going that? God, they're going back onto Warzone. I thought they'd <laughs> start with the chat, but it's interesting why they've kept with the cosmetic. Maybe they're leaving it for another time. I don't know. Maybe they're focusing on things that community wants. Yeah, to be honest, I think at the moment they've got bigger fish to fry. Probably, yeah. We've, we've, we've <laughs> learned true. enough that we can maybe leave the cosmetics for today. Um, but yeah, uh, let's go on to our next topic, and it is a, a very good topic because I watched it only last night, so it's still fresh in the memory. It's The Last of Us uh, HBO TV series, episode three. Um, for for people who it'd be interesting to to, to hear of anyone who's played the game uh, on the chat, please please let us know what you thought. Um, Matt, I know you haven't played the game. Tom, have you played uh, The Last of Us a game before you watched the TV show? I have, yeah, not in a long okay. time, but I okay. I have played it. Times, so you're yeah. familiar with the the story and, and everything yeah 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 okay cool um so what did you think of episode three i thought it was it was one of the best episodes of tv i've watched in a long long time i thought it was it was beautifully done it was incredibly seamless uh the writing was impeccable the performances were were second to none and i liked the fact that it was it was different to the first game like i was expecting to see certain interactions certain scenes that are famous from that particular section from the last of us part one where joel and ellie meet bill and the fact that we didn't get that and we got something different i thought was was really really great um just just seeing that that love story and and those two characters really focusing on those two and then tying it into to joel and ellie and stuff like that i thought it was it was a really strong episode uh the only thing i i thought was missing is that i was expecting it to start like pre pre-pandemic and pre-breakout uh, and we we didn't get that that moment which i thought was interesting because they have kind of been like the big talking point to the first two episodes is them starting like that and seeing uh, those moments so the fact that we didn't get that was interesting um and it'd be kind of cool to see that in the future episodes but i understand why they did it because they really wanted you know uh, bill and frank to to be the focus of the episode and, and really tie all that up in 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 one episode which i thought was uh, expertly done yeah, I just want to point out, Jasmine. Uh, will there be spoilers? Probably. Probably. Um, probably. Yeah. So it's she, hard to avoid. I try. She's you gonna try, I try my best, but yeah, she says she's gonna mute. So we'll, I don't know. We'll give you a signal to come back. Maybe uh, I'll have to. I'll have to. We'll have to do a signal. Just a that, what's the signal going to be? Right. Well, I can't do it now because she'll come back now. Um, or maybe that's what we wanted to do. Well, she doesn't know what back. the signal is. Yeah, Jasmine, <laughs> there, come back. And come what back. we'll do is we'll tell you what the signal is and then tell you to mute. And then we'll tell you that the signal will be coming in a minute. And then you can unmute <sighs> if that makes sense. Um, hopefully she comes back because otherwise that made no sense to anyone else. No, no, no. <laughs> probably. probably. Yeah, uh, I mean, Matt, I'll... do you want to... Yeah, do you want to... I, I, I agree with, with Tom. Like It was one of the most beautiful pieces of TV that I've seen in a very, very long time. And I thought it told such a brilliant story in, in such a brilliant way. And the the acting was just... The acting was done in it, it's so well that I just... I, I, I don't even know how to tell you how good it is. Like that's how I, I was left speechless. I I didn't really cry in the first two episodes because I know there was some like really heart wrenching moments in the first two episodes. 
but I didn't really cry. Um, but I did at this one. I, I thought it was so terrible, like such a importantly sad moment. It, it felt like it really, it really just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain. It's beyond my capability to, to explain how good I thought that episode <laughs> was. Um, Nick Nick Offerman is such a brilliant actor and a lot of people think of him as like a stern man because of his role in um, uh, the Parks names escape me Parks and Recreation um, as Ron Swanson and he has that look about him he does have a very stern look about him and he plays like that sort of strong character so well but he's also got this, like, even in real life, if you ever watch him in interviews and, and, and things, like, hit Nick Offerman as a person, he's got this, like, amazing sense of vulnerability about him. So he was just the perfect casting for, for someone like like Bill to to be able to pull off that that kind of... It really showed that, to be like, what it was to be a strong male character, I thought because it 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 wasn't the stereotype and that to me was probably what hit me quite hard in like in the beginning of the ep in the sort of first half of the the episode and then towards the second half of the episode it was just you just became so invested in this in this relationship and and, and if someone hasn't played the game as someone that hasn't played the game i didn't know what was coming like i even though it was done in a, a different way, as I understand it, to the game, I didn't know what was coming, um, and that was that was the moment when mm -hmm. when it just sent me over the edge because yeah. you just like you get this character that you're like finally he's got he feels like he's got purpose his, his the first his first motive was just to sort of you know stick a middle finger up to the state that was that you know this this conspiracy theorist sort of i'm not going to follow everyone else like like i'm not a sheep that sort of attitude and then it just turns into this amazing vulnerability of like him mm. trying to protect somebody he loved um and then feeling like feeling like he had served his purpose he actually found his purpose and it was different to what he thought it yeah. was supposed to be. And that was just like, whew, I just, I had to, I had to step outside for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was beautiful. Uh, we've got some comments on this show gun. Uh, when I tell you I cried like a baby, I think, I think everyone did. Um, I think the best films and TV make you question your own life decisions and appreciate what you have. That is absolutely true. Um, I think everyone that watched that couldn't help but appreciate what they've got and felt kind of, appreciation for you know how first of all just how precious life is and how quickly things can change as well i think it, that was really important i think for me i think this is more kind of relevant maybe for tom and i to talk about because matt hasn't played the game but you can get involved as well obviously thanks for being here matt um <laughs> but to me it felt like it felt like an apology from naughty dog the developers of the last of us because I think in the if you go if you went back now and played the game, the way Bill's story is told isn't quite 
what it could have been uh, for many reasons. And I feel like this was this was an apology to the whole community, really, about this is how we should have done it, uh, and this is this is what would have happened. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, Tom, but I, I really felt like watching that. I felt like this this just feels right. It feels like this is this is something that should have happened. No, it's interesting. Yeah, I never thought about it like that because if my memory serves me correctly, in the first game, you don't really get any kind of ending to his story. Like mm. you interact with Bill and then you just go your separate ways and the game really doesn't tell you what, what happens to him, I think. And and yeah, it's interesting because maybe that was that was the case. It's with in Naughty Dog apologizing and really giving you an end point to his story and his relationship and and where he ultimately ends up. Um because you know that that section in the in the first game, it's it's obviously very very action orientated. There's a lot of stuff going on. It really, you know, focuses on the traps and 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 Bill's uh, kind of nature before he met his partner, and then you don't really see any any development of of him beyond the fact that he kind of okay one last time I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out, Joel kind of thing, and there wasn't really anything else to him really apart from yeah. like the notes and stuff that you read about his relationship with where with his partner um so yeah that's that's interesting like it was a really great way for them to to really dive deep into that character and, mm. and maybe do him justice that they they did do first time around i think that was it i think the the you could with the game like, like you said it kind of it doesn't it doesn't end really there's 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 things that you don't know obviously you you mentioned about finding notes and stuff and you kind of have to seek it out almost in the game to find out exactly what happened and things but i think what this is it just did the character justice and kind of showed how complex this character was rather than just the idea that you got from him in the game that kind of one dimensional idea you got from that character in the game so i, I thought that was that was beautifully done um, i like that angle i like that angle of like felt like an apology because mm. that 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 feels like not only was the show good and not only was the game good but it's like it was a chance at retribution or a chance at at telling the story the way that they had maybe intended to back then but couldn't convey it in in the game properly or or just that they maybe on retrospectively thought actually we didn't we didn't tell that story the best we could have and this is how we would would have done it if if it, the game was releasing today this is what the story arc yeah, for those characters yeah. would be and that's i think that's a really nice um uh a nice way to look at it especially if you're a fan of 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 the games and you played the games and 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 this is obviously so different to to what what happened to bill in the in the games or or the story arc in the games hopefully there's like comfort in in that from as a game as a fan of the games that even though it's completely different it's like you appreciate that that it is giving the character um serving so uh, it's 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 giving the story uh, a reason to be there and and a and it's much more uh sort of in depth and, and it sort of does those characters justice yeah absolutely and i think also i think i've been guilty at times on previous you know shows when we talk about episode one and two for example and about you know picking out different things about how the tv show is different from the game and oh it didn't happen in the game like that type of 
conversation, but I think watching this episode, it made me realise that the kind of medium of games and TV and there's things that you just can't... The, 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 I kind of, the, this, I'm trying to word it in a way, in the most eloquent way possible, but I think this this showed that what a TV show can add to a video game adaptation rather than take away. I think sometimes adaptations can get very hung up on um, you know, how do we convey this in exactly the same way of the show. And maybe I've been guilty of that at times, you know, trying to keep everything the same way. But I think what this shows is that you can improve on the the core story of a game where they fail to tell that part of the story. Um, I think that's 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 what I thought having absolutely. Having I think I think when you think about the game, like The Last of Us, probably we can all agree one of the best storytelling games that has has been made. I haven't played it, but so 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 I've heard it's one of the best stories, one of the best like most well told stories within video games like uh, um that that have sort of come along in terms of the writing in terms of the characters in terms of the stories that each character goes through but game games aren't a storytelling medium like primarily whereas tv and film are pure storytelling pure, like there's nothing else in it and and so with with a game, although although you you can tell a story and you can do it exceptionally well, and and it is a a brilliant way to tell stories, you are interacting at certain points. There are certain parts where maybe characters need to serve a purpose that maybe don't sit how you would sit them in a film or or what whatever they they need to serve a purpose in terms of interacting with them or or whatnot. Or you can't convey maybe the passing of time of. Uh, like particularly well for a certain character because they're not in the central part of the game often enough. Whereas TV, you can pick out those parts um, and film, you can pick out those parts and you can, you can put someone's 100% focus on that one story. Um, and you can tell stories within stories within stories. And I think that's why it's so much, may, maybe more powerful to have told this story in a TV sort of format hmm. than potentially they could have um, achieved within the game, maybe. Well, that that narrative of the episode, it wouldn't have worked in the game, would it? Because it does, there's not a, there's not enough interaction, there's not enough things there for the actual player to do. But as you say, in 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 the TV format, they have complete agency and and, and space and time to to really show that and, and convey that to the audience. Like the the whole narrative and and section of of the game could translate to TV, but it could turn into a very one dimensional, you know, typical kind of episode that we've seen other shows in the genre do before. But instead, they kind of flipped it on its head and thought, okay, let's take this character that's really like a a point A to point B. He's a character to get you from point A to point B in the first game. I think there's more story here to tell. Um, you know, let's really focus on that using this this new medium, this new format to really convey that to the audience that we we couldn't have done in the game because, you know, in playtests, we saw people drop off at this point and, and, and say, I'm bored, you know, there's, there's not enough going on, I, I need more things to do, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, but, but TV gives them a great opportunity to, to really tell that story because, you know, there's no interaction involved from the audience, for example. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. The only way you could have told it in the game is literally just play that episode and just let like what let them sit there and yeah. watch the whole thing. <laughs> and and through there. notes and stuff like they did, but yeah. obviously it's not it's not as powerful as it because you don't no. you don't see it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, beautiful episode, and I just can't wait to see if they can do that from the source material and adapt it in that way and see it in that way. I'm just really excited about what they can do for the rest of it because there's so many, as you know, Tom, there's so many moments coming and you just think, I wonder how they're going to do these moments. And that, that episode gives me so much confidence that they're going to do those moments justice. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, as 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 a, a couple of fellows who have played the game... Uh, <laughs> When uh, has your confidence increased in terms of even if they do it differently, they're going to do it well? Like since episode one to to episode three, you know there's these moments coming up, and you know that there's certain things they got to get right. Everyone at the big before episode one was like, "Oh, I don't like. I think it's going to be good, but yeah. I don't know if they're going to do this right or that right." And how has your confidence levels changed going from? like actually now seeing three solid episodes to as opposed to like what you thought potentially would have happened before is are you like more confident that they can do things right in the right way i think yeah, after totally. yeah i oh, think episode name, sorry. sorry sorry tom i think ap- after episode three i am more confident I-, I will be honest at the end of episode two um i talked uh last week about that kind of snowball effect that that not having the spores in the TV series led to, which led to the tendrils, which led to the different uh, test storyline, um, which led to that scene playing out differently in in the game. And I felt that the games, that particular moment in the game was more, felt more um, impactful for me in the game than in the TV series. So when, when that happened, I feel like, oh, so much is changing. Maybe they've changed so much that, it's going to run away from them and they're going to lose sight. But after watching episode three, I've got way, I've got way more confidence that the, the big moments will be told in the right way because it seems like they know what they're doing from, you know, if, if a TV show can, can make you cry um, when it's a video game adaptation and uh, the scenes in the TV series of a video game adaptation didn't happen in the video game and you're still crying, then that's a good sign. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think I have I have complete trust in them in them now being faithful to to the source material, but also innovating upon it as well and yeah. and exploring it even more. And I, I love the fact that that Naughty Dog is so heavily involved in the show. Like Neil Druckmann, the, the game director on on the games, you know, he he directed the the, the the second episode, and obviously I think he's like a producer or something on the show as well. So, you know, you know that it's in good hands, and you know that. You know, if any of the writers or, or anything were gonna were gonna make a, a certain decision that, that that goes against what makes The Last of Us so great, then they would be there to challenge that and you know offer offer up alternatives, you know, etc. So, yeah, I have complete confidence that they can be faithful to the original material, you know, give fans what they want and they expect, but but also have the confidence to to go out and do something different as well. Yeah, absolutely. When you think about Naughty Dog are working on a multiplayer experience for this game they get that right that could be that could be incredible if they get that right and they make it as expansive as the universe that the tv show shows um and that kind of open world element to it 
I mean, the that, multiplayer for the huge. first game was like way ahead of its time. Yeah, I, I loved the integration with like your social media platforms and stuff, and like, yeah. like that your friends on Facebook were like part of your camp, and if you didn't <laughs> succeed well in one game and bring bring back supplies, like it would affect your your uh, your own friends list and stuff like that, and people that you knew how it was integrated into the game. So, yeah, if they can do anything like that and obviously build upon it into this huge open space that that you can interact with your with your friends and stuff like that, it would be it's going to be huge. Yeah, absolutely. And look, they've got the cast right as well, haven't they? I think we can say that now. The casting is fantastic. Um, yeah. You know, Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey. Sometimes gosh. I will say. Sometimes I do. I am a bit disappointed with with how um, unamazed uh, Ellie is at things that she's clearly never experienced in her entire life before, like. Like she got in a like for example, I mean it's it's probably the one of the poorest examples, but like when she got in the car for for example, um, and she's like I've never been in a car before, and he says seatbelt, and then he reaches yeah. across. It's like a spaceship. Belt. Like yeah. that's a nice yeah, that's a nice moment, but like she got in that car too easy for, for my liking. <laughs> like she's never seen a car handle, and she's like maybe like never been in a car. She's like got limited experience like she she sees the the machine in the arcade she can't watch machine. a youtube video can she of how um, to open a car door or anything no because it the, the internet's exist. gone yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. but 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 like point. there's there's just some there, and it's like the car example like i say is a bad one but it's the first one that comes to mind because she is like obviously it is a moment where she's like oh this is new and different yeah, but there's just been a few moments scattered throughout where I'd expected her to be a bit more like, "What? What is this? Like, how does it even work? Like, mm. uh, you know, I've heard about this, but I don't, I've never seen one or like the, um, you know, the the there's a scene where she see uh, sees like a arcade yeah. machine. Oh, see, more and, more combat was it? I think. Yeah, it was, yeah. and and she's just like as a little like as a little go on the on the um on the joystick and the buttons and just goes oh yeah cool see you later and i just expected her to feel more sort of amazement um from these things that she's not seen before i think the Um, issue with that is that you could milk it and it would get very old very quickly like if in each episode she comes across something new the audience are going to roll their eyes and go okay i get it like you've never seen this stuff before yeah but i think you can but can you not start off like with some sort of I don't know, may like it? I mean, this is me we're talking about, and I'm very like fickle when it comes to this sort of stuff, and I'm very like this tiny little thing. But there's just been a couple of moments where I feel like what she has encountered warrants like kind of a bigger reaction from somebody that's never seen it, but she acts like at times like she's seen it a bunch of times and she's done it a mm. bunch of times, and it it doesn't sit quite right yeah um, i wonder if i wonder if she, i know she was told not to play the game but i wonder if she has because i, th- I think i've seen her in interviews things, where she right? says she's played it and yeah then i've yeah. seen seen interviews where that she was told not to play it yeah that's it so yeah. i think maybe she has played it before yeah. she even got the role yeah because the, the the character of ellie is very it's 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 very well portrayed that's pretty much like she is in the game that kind of fearless attitude that kind of yeah like i love how she's playing the character it's literally just something like it's just another silly thing that 
Matt's got a problem with. Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, it's, it's electrical type gate all over again. Isn't yeah, it? Uh, electrical type. Yeah. Like, I'm. I still go to bed thinking about that. Do you? It's, yeah, it's really annoying. I'm really um, sorry about that. No, I don't. I don't, really, I don't take it that seriously. <laughs> but yeah, but, um, it'd be interesting to see how they develop her character because there's a lot of stuff coming up that we'll get to obviously know her a, a lot better and certain decisions that are made in the game be really interesting to see how they're kind of portrayed and things and um yeah i'm sure i'm sure you'll find out a bit more about her character as as the show goes on um yeah I, I, i've never thought about it like that i just i just think it's uh I I mean, either it... way it's brilliant like mm. i still like how she plays the character i think i still think she's fantastic um mm. i think bella ramsey is is like now seeing her play the role is like just such a perfect yeah perfect casting uh yeah. for her um and and it's just yeah the whole thing is brilliant so it's just like i'm my brain is just tuned to to try and find something wrong and i yeah. hate that about myself um but i can't help but look for um uh, where there potentially would be mistakes or like patterns finding patterns in things i do a lot and that sort of thing so it's unfortunately just a burden i have to bear were you upset that there were chickens in the episode because you were talking about how animal we were confused about why animals were nah, well we'd already know. sort of we we i wasn't upset i've been not been upset by any of this let's just get that clear um writing why a strongly birds... worded letter to the studio yeah yeah I why are the birds yeah. flying around guys i remember that from uh, i just that was one. a question i was just like why were the birds not infected like why were animals not infected but That's such a human centric opinion isn't it but i know i just thought based on the science that now yeah now that the fun- fungi could could survive in a warmer temperatures that surely other animals would be affected i it didn't seem like the sort of thing that would be like oh we can't get a dog can't catch a cold from us like it didn't seem like that sort of thing it's it felt like was it's a physical thing that can inhabit something so why like but it feels like animals should also be infected but if they're not they're not and there's probably some sort of explanation out there for it and that's fine i can i can suspend my belief on that but you know what actually i'm gonna expand on that a bit do you remember when I, I, I hope hopefully jasmine's still muted um she hasn't watched <laughs> half the show if that's the case but uh do you mean talks about how it was in the flower and things yeah surely yes. it would go into like chicken feed and bird feed yeah, as well yeah yeah it's a good point um and then that would but, well actually in. let's let's just be very very clear he didn't say that it was in the flower he said our best guess our best this guess. is our best yeah. guess is what how it happened so yeah. So it could have happened completely differently, and that's just the only logical one that makes sense yeah. to humans. Yeah, yeah. Are but... you, you tempted, Matt? From someone who hasn't played the game, are you tempted to go and have a look how it ends? Just, no. Are you tempted? No, no, no. You just or just play know. the game in general. Do or know, just play the game. Yeah, I want to play along with it. Um, I want to play. I like. I wish I had my um my console at my house now for the first time ever since buying it. Um, but. I want to play along with the game, uh, with the TV show. Uh, so, like, only yeah. play up to a certain episode ends, and then Jasmine can unmute now but... um, because she's got your console on a long. We did give her a line. signal. Yeah. Um, but like, but oh, yeah, thanks, I, Will. I, nice. Will's put a little little banner across the top for people. Um, if will... you're on TikTok, no more spoilers. You can unmute. No more. 
Yeah. It, yeah. Like, but other than that, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. I like the fact that I don't know how it ends because I think it for me as the, knowing the type of person I am that if I knew how it ended, I wouldn't watch the rest of the episodes. Yeah. And it's not not because I wouldn't think that they were amazing, but I I when I know the story, I, I struggle to enjoy the the story. And I'd be yeah. doing the same thing as everyone else. So it's like, how are they going to do this bit? And, and <laughs> I don't want to do that because I already find issue enough with things. Yeah. yeah. But I just don't want to don't want to fuel the fire on that that front because right now I'm just um, the only thing I wish is that they would release an episode like every two days because by after <laughs> after two days is gone, I've processed it and and I want the next one, and that really annoys me that I have to wait. And I'm I'm so on a Sunday I'm so like amped up to watch it that I'm like should I stay up till two a.m. to watch it or maybe I'll go to bed early and set an alarm and I've done that literally the last two weeks I watched well, you it. watch you watch basketball at ridiculous hours though don't you so yeah it's yeah for you. but but it's like I I I need to see it hmm. like as as it's being aired because I just can't fathom waiting for. You like get it spoiled on Twitter for you the next day, day as well. And I spend yeah, my yeah. whole my whole job and day is social media, so I don't want to ever spoil it for myself either. Yeah, it's uh I think that's the thing, isn't it, about kind of the way this industry's going, about how you can binge stuff and things. I think it's really good that they're doing it one a week, but that kind of culture on social media of wanting to talk about it straight away after you've been mm. it's like just just calm. I feel down like the respect it. for spoilers though for things like when they are massive is is better than it used to be like there is more respect I think it's got for worse. really because i've not seen a single um spoil like full-on spoiler for either it's the algorithm or that, that knows you haven't watched it um <laughs> but on on something like tiktok where i spend most of my time um hi tiktok i, I haven't seen I haven't I haven't seen any like spoilers to the point where it's like that's ruined the entire show, and I've barely okay. seen any. I've, I've maybe one or two videos, like after seeing an episode. I've not seen I've not seen a single spoiler for um, Wakanda Forever, which I've been waiting for to come out on Disney Plus. So I think generally spoilers in terms of like accidentally coming across them whatever whoever's doing the work yeah. keep doing it because i've not seen hardly any either that or <laughs> or i'm just not following the right people yeah well what <laughs> can't be spoiled is the end of the show which we're doing now so thank you thank you so much matt thank you so much tom really appreciate you spending this time to talk about warzone 2 uh, VR and The Last of Us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Tom, thank you very much for, for stepping in for us. Um, have you enjoyed your time on the show? Thoroughly. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And uh, Matt, thank you once again. Really appreciate you coming on. And I hope Always everyone at home's enjoyed as well. Obviously, you don't have to be at home. It's on YouTube and TikTok, so you could be somewhere else. Uh, I don't know what I said at home. But everyone watching, really appreciate it. Um, as ever, if you liked it, please drop a like on the video and comment as well. And if you haven't, what are you doing? Please subscribe. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, but all there's left to do is to say uh, have a good week. And we'll see you next Wednesday at 4 p.m. GMT for the next walkthrough. See you later, guys. Cheers. Thank you.